This is the Make America Grape Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. Welcome to another episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast. I'm your host, Cody Burkett, CSW. And Megan, also CSW. You're going to introduce yourself as Venvidi Vidi Drinky on oh. Twitter, on and Twitter. I'm James. And yeah, that's all you need to know. <laughs> Today we're going to talk West Virginia. So <laughs> done. Any more than that, I'd probably get sued for copyright. Uh, West Virginia is the wine today. We are doing the Sweet Mountain Spice Wine from West White Hill Winery. The wine of West Virginia. I don't know why I'm saying that with an accent. The wine of West Virginia. A sweet, rich red wine with added natural flavors of cloves and cinnamon. Serve hot or chilled. So, spice wine is actually a very traditional style of wine going way the fuck back uh, to the Greeks and Romans. I was going to read some sources on that, but uh, I was an idiot and left the book in the tasting room. So, none of that today. But the point is, a lot of Romans added spices during fermentation or afterwards. This sort of style of spice wine is very popular today in Germany. It's called Glühwein. We have no idea what grape is in this wine to be made from, but I'm guessing from the color, because it is so pale, it's really light. Uh, that it's probably Chamberson uh, or, or, or something like that, or maybe even Pinot. All I'm getting on the nose is, is spice. It's just all the spices. All of the spice. The spice must flow. He who controls the spice wine controls the universe. The worm is the spice. The spice is the worm. Yeah, I, I still don't, don't fully understand. I don't think anybody understands the Dune verse other than maybe Herbert. And of um, course, he's not talking right now. Yeah, well, we could throw a seance, but uh, not in this room. I don't really want to. I mean, I am getting the apartment blessed tomorrow, so I guess if we're going to hold a seance for Frank Herbert, today's the day, but I'd rather not. I was say we might summon others. Yeah, that are not Frank Herbert. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, as they say, beginnings are such delicate times. <laughs> it is the year 2019. <laughs> what was that speech from... Oh, gosh, I, now I've got to load this now. Oh, gosh. Here's a pleasant diversion. Virginia Madsen, interestingly enough, she who started Sideways and made that wonderful monologue, also gave the little prologue monologue at the beginning of the Dune movie in 1984. Speaking of, here we go. The beginning is a very delicate time. Oh, and my computer decided to shut off. <laughs> Most of my dating careers. Hello. Anyway, <laughs> there are, uh, as of according to Wikipedia, eleven wineries in West Virginia. There are three AVAs that ha- are in parts of West Virginia, but none are exclusive to West Virginia. I do not know if West White Hill is located in one of those AVAs or not. I don't like, as I said, I don't even know. Uh, what grapes are used to make this wine. Uh, most of the states has a cold winter climate, so a lot of people are focusing on French hybrids, uh, so which is why my guess for this is that it's Chamberson or maybe Lando Noir. I mean, it could be Pinot Noir, too. What about Norton? 
Is Norton in West Virginia? It could be. It is. It's listed on the Wikipedia site. Uh, this could also be uh, Markel Foch, too. Um, again, we don't know. And uh, I tried to reach out to the winery for comment and crickets. So there's the Ohio River Valley AVA, which, as we mentioned in another episode, uh, I think we mentioned that in the Kentucky, not Kentucky, Indiana episode. We mentioned the Ohio River Valley AVA. Oh, yeah. uh, there is also the, I'm going to butcher this, Kanawha. Kanawha? Kanawha. Kanawha. What were you saying it's probably pronounced? I, I think you were right. The first, I think it's probably Kanawha. Kanawha, the Kanawha River Valley AVA, which is located in the watershed of the Kanawha River in West Virginia, be- between the city of Charleston and the Ohio border. This particular wine appellation includes 64,000 acres and portions of Cabell, Jackson, Kanawha, Manson, Mason, and Putnam County. Mason? <laughs> Mason? Paul Mason. <laughs> so, I didn't want to bring that video into this episode because I'm saving it a very special episode so which will be in season two um but anyway some of you have probably seen that video already know what it is but anyway the Kanawha River Valley is part of the much larger Ohio River Valley ABA a hardiness zone for those who care uh is 6b and then we also have the Shenandoah Valley AVA, which is not to be confused with the California Shenandoah AVA. This particular one is bounded by the Blue Ridge Mountains to the east and the Appalachian and Allegheny Plateaus to the west. It is Appalachian, not Appalachian, by the way. I have been yelled at this before. What? Yeah, that's it's Appalachia is how it's pronounced, Appalachian. It's for who? For the people that live there. Like Prescott is pronounced Prescott. Which is stupid. By the locals. Yes, same idea. Most of the vineyards in this AV are actually located in Virginia, although it does extend into West Virginia. Anyway, like I said, 11 wineries. We should talk about the wine before we talk about the history. Again, super spicy on the nose. All I'm smelling is cinnamon and and clove. clove. Pumpkin spice, bitch. And pumpkin spice, yeah. Uh, This is a great Mm -hmm. BWB wine. Basic mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. It's fun. That's really good, though. It's really good. I was. It's sweet, but it's not like painfully sweet. No, and no. it's not. T- so it's when smooth, I bought this wine, it was the only West Virginia wine I could find in the store at uh, this bottle shop in Maryland, uh, Something Bistro, which was a really good wine store. I have lots of fun stuff, including weird Texas stuff that I am now regretting buying, but I'll go <laughs> when I go back. Anyway, this was the only West Virginia wine they had that wasn't a fruit wine. Mm. And so, now, not not that I have anything against fruit wines. Season two, I have a fruit wine for West Virginia, which I found in another bottle shop. But uh, I'm trying to keep season one as vinif- as vitis as possible, as grapey as possible, I guess. But this is fun. It's got no tannins. The residual sugar is there, but it's not like cloying, it doesn't and it doesn't taste back sweetened either. Mm-mm. This is not like drinking mouthwash, thank heavens. I would hope not. Yeah, I was actually kind of worried that drinking this would be like drinking the cinnamon listerine. Yes, mouthwash. Mm-hmm. That would just hurt. But strained through bread, I think listerine of any variety can make a passable shot of alcohol. Don't tell me that you did this in the army because that sounds like a stupid army thing. It is a stupid army thing, but I never actually did it. Okay. 
So what we're going to do next is we're going to taste this heated. Because that is a tradition with these spiced wines, is that you heat them and they make a really nice winter drink. And the weather outside is disgustingly cold and wet, so that would be most appropriate. It didn't, I think, crack above 40 today here in the mountains of Arizona, and it was spitting sleep and snow and rain all day, cloudy all day. It was just a miserable day, so we're going to pour Spice this into... up a little bit. <laughs> so we're gonna go pour this into a pot that Megan kindly provided because my small pot is in no condition to be used. I'm not gonna add any spices to it because I don't think we need to. I think it's just got that perfect balance of spice and sweet. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost getting sort of a honey character too when it comes to that sweetness. It's not like sugar. It's it's like honey. I can see that. Um, although I suspect too, it has a little bit of a heaviness to it. Like it's not, I don't know, a spicy piment effect almost. Kinda, yeah. Again, I don't know what grapes are in this, but it, it's a grape that doesn't affect the the resulting blend of spice. I mean, I'm getting a little bit of a wine character to it, like a little bit of like red fruit, mm-hmm. you know, like red currants and maybe strawberry. Strawberry, but it's not like again, no tannins, none of that stuff. I said it's, it has, it feels very overly heavy bodied, you know, like the, whatever, what is the texture on this? Like it's heavy, right? Yeah, I would call it. It seems, it's like, um, it's like borderline syrupy. Yeah, yeah it, it definitely is full bodied. But not too, as you would say, cloy. Yeah. So I'm going to let this heat up for a few minutes. Uh, do we want to, do we want it to boil or not? I don't think, I don't think we do. So. I think you just want to get it warm enough that it kind of gets that comforting characteristic. Indeed. In that case, I will put it on medium. That should be enough for maybe, what, 10 minutes cooking? Yes. I want to put this in apple pie. Yeah. I want to make apple pie with this. <laughs> like, ooh. What about strawberry rhubarb? That would work, too. Yeah. That's fine. I just suddenly started tasting apples, but that's probably this, like, cinnamon kind of mm. thing. But yeah. Like, sweet red apples. Oh my god, like soak apples in this for like 24 hours before you make a pie. Ooh. Oh my god. You need to make sure to, to slice the apples first, of course, obviously. Yeah, I know that. I'm before. sorry, I'm just thinking as a stupid white boy who doesn't cook enough oh. and doesn't know how to make pie. Well, it's like, oh, I need to do this first. Soak them in it and we will call it drunken apple pie. Mm. Me likey. Me likey. I'm excited. Yes. I want to do this. Honestly, like I said, I was terrified that this wine would be horrible and that all of us would be like, Bleh! This is really fun. It is. It really is. Fun. It is. Like I want to drink this around the holidays. Um. Well, we just passed one of the greatest holidays in the secular American calendar. Oh. Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, Jesus. That. Yes. Well, but apparently it was exceptionally disappointing. Yes, That's what I've heard. Yes. But I mean, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, anything. the sports ball didn't go as sportsing as it should have. No. People are complaining about, but you know, what do I, I know? I spent the Super Bowl ensconced in a stool in the spirit room drinking Boulevardiers and French 75s. Doesn't sound too bad. It wasn't. I spent it playing Attila Total War oh, as the Eastern Romans. Nice, nice. And thinking about drinking, but never actually reaching out of my chair to get anything to drink mm. after work. Hmm. Well, that happens sometimes. So the history of West Virginia wine, as reported by uh, Hudson Cattell in Wines of Eastern North America. I was not able to find any information on West Virginia wine pre-Prohibition, although probably, like most places, there was an industry. Mostly moonshine, well, after Prohibition, but still, 
uh, in West Virginia, pre-prohibition, going all the way back into the 18th century, it was mostly, I would say, whiskey. But according to Cahill, uh, in the 1970s, the West Virginia Department of Agriculture be began placing a strong emphasis on small family farms and specialty crops as an important part of the future of the state's economy. Stephen West planted the first vineyard in 1973, followed by Robert Pliska and Wilson Ward, all of whom would later open wineries. A farm winery bill passed the West Virginia legislature in 1978 and again in 1979, but both were vetoed by Governor John D. Rockefeller IV, who stated that it would be, quote, an abuse of the public office to foster the consumption of alcohol, end oh, quote. Fucking Rockefellers. Frickin' prohibition, man. Fucking Protestants. Totally, it was almost entirely a Protestant movement. Yes, but the Scotch-Irish, who contributed so much to American whiskey, were also Protestant. But the difference is they come from part of Europe that knows how to drink and absolutely, hold their liquor. Absolutely, my ancestry, I don't know what accent that was. But my ancestry goes Russian. back to those people. I speak with Russian accents. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, late in 1979, the West Virginia Grape Growers Association was formed and passage of the Farm Winery Bill became one of its first projects. The Department of Agriculture changed the emphasis of the bill from a wine bill to a grape bill and, and described grape growing as the basis for the state industry. And, of course, he vetoed it again in 1980. On the, but on the fourth attempt, <laughs> the bill stayed up. Uh, March 5th, 1981 was passed, was again vetoed, but then became law when the legislature overrode the veto. So basically, the state government in and of itself was so pissed at the government that they're like, fuck your veto, we veto your veto. Yo, dog, we heard you like vetoes. So we put a veto in your veto so you can veto while you're being vetoed. Uh, there was also a second bill that became law at the same time that provided the state for the sale of table wine in larger grocery stores and specialty shops. The farm winery law said the annual license fee at $50. My God, it would be great if all license fees were 50 mm -hmm. uh, Allowed wineries to produce up to 50,000 gallons of wine a year and permitted sales and tastings on the premises. Fisher Ridge Winery Company in Liberty was the first winery to open. He had bonded, the guy who owned it was originally a dentist and bonded his liner in 1979. So, because the law hadn't been passed, uh, he sold it in the West Virginia State Store System. And had a single large case order of 55 cases. So such a small beginning. Uh, West Whitehill Winery Very near Kayser, which is this guy, uh, this guy, this winery here, was West Virginia's second winery, which was the result of a partnership between Stephen West, a Philadelphia attorney who had planted a vineyard in Fisher, and Charles Whitehill, who was a music professor, professor at Potomac State, Potomac State College, who also grow grapes at Kaiser. Third winery was the Robert F. Pliska and Company Winery in Purgettsville. That's a weird name for a town, but anyway. Uh, they named the vineyard Patera, or Pytera, I guess is how it's probably pronounced, combining the Greek letter Pi, meaning never-ending, with the word Terra, meaning land. Talk about legislative... Uh, Fuckery. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one word. I was, yeah. I was looking for a nicer word to say that. But. No, you don't need a nicer word. No, and again, it's just, you know, that that is a major hurdle. You can grow grapes just about anywhere but the of some kind, be, but the powers that be can, can put a stymie on that. The powers that blow. Yeah, no, maybe it's not that they're getting enough blow. 
But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to it hot. I'm probably not ready yet. I wonder. I, I don't have enough mugs. That's mm, the problem. No, it's not a problem. Well, we can. If you got coffee cups or something similar. Well, I'm thinking we we poured it poured in the mug of the the Euphemia mug uh, with the great martyr Euphemia on it, and then we pass that around. The grape martyr. Great martyr. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a class of or Eastern Orthodox saint. Gotcha. Uh, you have martyrs, then you have great martyrs, who where their martyrdom was, I guess, more important or more prominent in the. In other words, the record. great martyrs suffered more for their faith. Something like that, I guess. Like, well, anyway, let's not go into the ways they probably suffered. I'm just gonna again quote uh, Samwise Gamgee here because it's the first quote that popped in my head. Boil them, mushroom, stick them in a stew. Boil them, mushroom, stick them in a stew. Uh, I'm going to hell, but you already knew that. I'll bring the wine. We can be certain only that it involved a lot of pain. Yes. I think it's pain, boiling. Pain, pain, Oh, pain. if it's boiling? Shit! I don't know, there's a noise coming from the kitchen. That sounds a little bit like overheating ah! of a liquid. Whoa! The French! <laughs> You're right, it is. It's not boiling, but it's definitely uh, It's yes. ready to go. Yeah, I was say, it was, it's making that noise. Ah, he's brought the pot at last. Did you use the whole bottle? Yes. Oh, damn it. Why? I was gonna say, you should have saved me some and I'll fucking make pie for us. Uh, I can. <laughs> I bet it's been heated already. I don't know if that does anything to it. We'll find out. Well, I mean, I just wonder if it tastes the same after it's cool. Oh, wow. It, what's... Smells amazing, though, in the mug. Actually, probably gonna have to do the picture of this tonight out on the porch. I'll move for you. Yeah, because it is all fall outside, but you'll see the steam. True. In the in the picture. That's yes. That would probably make it worth it, wouldn't it? Ah! Where the heck did I put the bottle? Which also reminds me. Here you go. Thank you. Mostly, I'm thinking of a picture here. Uh, in the next few minutes, probably. Okay, so I'm gonna pass this around. We can all take a sip. I'm a little f- afraid to take a sip right now. <laughs> because it's hot? Yeah. I'll just think of how miserable it is outside. And yeah. how well, in that case, maybe I should pause stomach. and do the picture now. Maybe? I don't know. I just don't know how hot it is. I don't. <laughs> That's always really unpleasant. Oh, it's pretty toasty okay. on the mug. Okay. Okay, in that case, we're going to pause. Picture time. And get some pictures. Okay, so the photography failed miserably, probably. <laughs> um, because uh, it's gotten even fucking worse out there. It wasn't a total loss. I think I may have gotten pneumonia. Again? <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah, that didn't... Way here. That didn't work. Ah, beautiful. Yeah, so... The best picture ever taken. So I'm going to have to do this tomorrow morning. Uh, and hope the weather is better. Hopefully it's still cloudy, though, because that'll be nice. Yeah, I, I, I expect it'll still be cloudy, and it'll be a dramatic fist-up, but... Uh, okay. So, yeah, I, I, mulled wine is definitely something you more want to drink out of a mug, I think, than a wine glass. Oh, definitely. Because, for one, heat. I like mm. it. I almost think I still liked it better cool. Actually, after being out there... Well, yeah, I also was not. Yes. But I was still Oh, cold. fuck, this is a good winter drink. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I'm all That's warm delicious. and toasty and Even when it was cold, it was a good winter drink. It just, I, I really, it just feels I, warm. I need to put this here because, honestly, I want to chug it. <sighs> okay. Because it's that 
I'm kind of glad we went outside because now I appreciate it even more. Yeah, I think that that's a, a good. Anyway, so mold wine is delicious. Yep. This wine is delicious. Way to go, uh, West White Hill Winery. Uh, it's a Still pretty fun. We knew what it was, but. Oh shit! Did you bring the cork in, or did the cork fall? I heard something go thud outside. Shit snacks. Oh, whatever, it'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, this is true. But That's I meant fine. to seal... Well, I guess I don't really need to seal this up tonight. No. no. Um, I just need to figure out how to send some home with you to, to cook. Um, if you guys want to grab your glasses... Uh, well, there's... You don't have to empty it, fool. And yours is empty. Damn it. Why? Because we're toasting, motherfuckers. Oh, this is the end of the podcast fucking toast. Why are you doing that? You're supposed to be... I don't understand. Oh, you're toasting with the mug. Yeah. All right, friends. Make America grape again. Hoorah. Cheers. This was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona wine monk. You can reach us at makeamericagrapepodcast at gmail.com on Instagram at, at the AZ Wine Monk or on Twitter at CV Burkett. Be sure to also check out our website, makeamericagrapeagainpodcast.com. Frazier better.